0: Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Suffering and death are profoundly uncomfortable facts. And yet we live in a time in which we expend a tremendous amount of energy hiding them from our sight. Despite our efforts to pretend that they don't exist, though, all of us have experiences of suffering and death, personal, ones that intrude into our lives and interrupt our plans for how we think life ought to go. This might be one of the worst parts about suffering and death. No matter what we do, they always loom just outside of our control. They remind us just how very much not in control we actually are, and how fragile and conditional our existence really is. We struggle with focusing on this uneasy thought, and so we'll seek to minimize it, or medicate it, or ignore it completely. Even here, at the end of Lent, despite our focus on temptation and struggle, on suffering and death, Even if we've been participating consistently for the last 40 days, we most likely set our sights on Easter and began celebrating it already and are now eagerly anticipating the resurrection. And if we're not careful, not careful, (coughs) we might be tempted to skip over this final crucial step in the Lenten journey. But this is the gift of Good Friday. It disrupts our attempt to avoid the realities of suffering and death. Good Friday is disruptive. It defeats our attempts at temporary comfort, the comfort we gain by turning a blind eye, or by, and it gives us an entire day dedicated to showing us how, whereas we might try to avoid suffering and death, that Christ did not try to avoid suffering and death, but he embraced it to himself, and he defeated them on the cross so that we could know the permanent peace of resurrection. And so, in light of that, let's pause together and be present with Christ who dies for us. For as familiar a sight it is, the image of Jesus being crucified remains a mystery. In the face of such a shocking and violent image, we might rightly ask why God? in his infinite power and goodness, chose to let such a thing happen? Why did God let his child suffer? Why did this man who loved the whole world have to endure such a terrible ordeal? Was there really no other way? Jesus himself asked these questions in Gethsemane the night before he died. Father, if there's some way, some other way. But even so, your will be done. The Father does not take away the suffering of the Son. The Son knows that the Father wills this difficult path because the love of God requires Christ's complete offering of himself as he does so on behalf of us all because he has to do it for us. Good Friday is a gift because it reveals to us that the shape of Christian love is a cross before it is an empty tomb, a love that suffers long the pain of self-giving and life-giving to a scared and an angry people. The cross is necessary to love us because in revealing how far God will go to redeem us, The suffering and death of Christ overwhelms our skepticism and silences us, forcing us to reckon with it. This is so hard to take in, the idea that we are loved this much. Sin has broken our ability to receive God's love and to love him in return because of sin. We're vulnerable, broken, ashamed, lonely, and suspicious. We resist the openness it would require to be fully known and to fully know one another. We protect those places, those tender and feverish spots in our souls that have been hurt and, more importantly, out of which we have hurt one another. In this knowledge of ourselves is shame, the desire to hide from God, from each other, and especially from ourselves. Where are you? Asks God to Adam and Eve in the garden. Our father and mother hid from God, naked and fearful to be known by that God, and we follow their example. Then comes loneliness not only from physical companionship, but at our most inward level. We become utterly alone when we no longer hope to be known and loved. And this is ultimately hell, in that loveless hell where we become suspicious of love and ultimately despairing of love. But Jesus finds us in our hiding, He finds us and shows us the way back from our hiding. He rescues us by entering into it with us. And so we look out of the keyhole of our locked hearts and see him lay aside peace and life for suffering and death. He lets himself be stripped naked, lets himself be brought to a shuddering and tripping and fainting vulnerability, lets himself be derided and mocked and shamed, lets himself be displayed to God and to the whole world. He owns every aspect of our suffering, and he makes it a part of himself. Suffering and death threaten to be endless. And the suffering and death, which are the results of human sin, would indeed know no limits if they had not been, at this crucial time, pressed in on all sides by Christ. Assuming our suffering to himself, he conquers it. Because of the crucifixion, suffering and death no longer have a final say in human life. They can no longer threaten us as being endless. Because Christ has endured all, we may all have hope that all suffering can be endured and can become the path to resurrection. Because Christ is victorious. Suffering and death have been made to serve him. And now that they serve him, they can become the paths by which we are saved. And yet this is still a hard truth to bear because it means we needed him to endure suffering and death for us. It is difficult for us in our brokenness to accept that we are loved This much we shouted him from at the cross if you are the son of god come down from the cross we mock but beneath our mocking we also beg for him to make this stop where so much of the suffering and death we come to know leaves us trying to explain why there is so much hurt in this instance we know the answer for certain this suffering and this death are because we were too broken to be loved any other way. We needed God to endure, to endure this for us in order to make us whole. We want to look away because we don't want to face the fact that this must happen. Come down. Let's work things out another way, just not this. Please, not this. It's the cry of every heart when witnessing suffering and pain. But this is the anchor of the gospel. There has been no sin, suffering, or death that is worse than the crucifixion. It is the gravest crime humankind has ever and will ever commit. The most devastating and suicidal loss that has ever been known. And we're all complicit in it because our sin, our brokenness, made necessary the cross. We crucified him. And yet, this is our hope. Since he has set right the greatest of harms, he shall set right everything that is less. All suffering can be redeemed. All death can lead to resurrection. He embraces all suffering and all death so that we can be embraced and held by him in the seasons of our suffering and at the hour of our death. And so let's not skip past it. Be here and know that we have but one thing to do this afternoon. Wait here with our Lord until the end. And hope and look and wait with the one who loved us to the end. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.